Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash approach. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash approach, A-P-P-R-O-A-C-H. Welcome to the Eat This, Not That podcast. I'm John Hammond, and this is Megan Murphy. Hi, everyone. And this week, we are very lucky to have on hand with us an A-list nutritionist. Uh, and I'm not soft-pedaling that in any way, shape, or form, by the way. And she is going to help us get a better understanding of what, quote, you know, eating clean. Everyone's talking about eating clean. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, what do you want to eat tonight? I don't know. I just want to eat clean. I don't, nobody knows what that means. Wash your hands before you eat, I guess. Um, <laughs> but we're going to find out what it, what it really means uh, with with the help of uh, Carrie Glassman. Uh, so of nutritiouslife.com, right? That is your your website yes. where, where people can go to to find out more about you if they don't already know of you from Women's Health and Cosmo and all those all those fun places. Uh, but welcome. Thanks for joining us. It's awesome to be here. So nice to be with both of you. Yeah, yeah. thank you for coming. We're and, excited. And yeah, we are. And John, just touch upon some of you may already be familiar with Carrie from her many TV appearances, like on the Today Show, Rachel Ray, The View, Dr. Oz, Access Hollywood, etc. I can go on all day. Or maybe you've seen her featured on some of your favorite magazines and websites like Self, Women's Health, Shape, Glamour, and our very own EatThis.com. Carrie, it's so nice to hear about all these places that you've been showcased in the media. But what it really underscores to me is just how long you've dedicated your life to helping people live better, healthier lives and improve the relationship with food. So what kind of inspired you to go down this path career-wise and create your website, Nutritious Life, which is amazing. And I thank highly you. recommend everybody thank checking you, it out. Thank you. Aw, thanks. It's so funny when people ask me that question, I'm always like, okay, so how far back? Do we want like the 10-year back, the 15-year back? Or 10-year back, I was already way into all this. So that's, that wouldn't count. Let's say the 25-year back. Sure, the, let's do it. So let's go deep. So <laughs> one story, I literally feel like I've told this a million times, but I guess I haven't told it to you two or your listeners, so I'll say it again. My friend Amy claims that in seventh grade science class, I said to her that I need some almonds. And I was like, oh, my body must need vitamin E. I'm craving almonds. My body. And I always seventh say, grade. Right. well, here's the thing is, I absolutely did not know what I was talking about. There's <laughs> no way if I actually said that there isn't, she claims for sure I did, which I kind of could see myself saying sure. maybe, but I definitely didn't know what I was talking about. But what I do say is I think that it does show though that I obviously was reading about this. I was Mm -hmm. reading about nutrition. I was interested in nutrition. Um, And I was always interested in how nutrition fueled the body from a positive perspective, not a diet perspective. So, and that's not to say, you know, moving forward, I've done obviously lots of weight loss work and written diet books and all of that. But it innately, it was more from this, how can the body do good for you? Which is why I always think that's so funny that that quote of mine from science class, but I was also an athlete growing up. So I also had this in interest in, you know, how can I fuel, how can you fuel the body to do your best, mm-hmm. you know, on Absolutely. the athletic field, but also then that grew into just in life. Yeah. So that's like way, way, way back. <laughs> no, so, but, so would you yeah. say that like athletics or just performance was kind of your your main entry point or like your your aha moment where where you you kind of had that that light bulb went off and it's like okay wait a second like food is actually fuel for this it's actually something more than than just three square day three square a day if you will so absolutely and you just hit on two 
really great points that I want to comment on. One, the aha moment. So after what I was telling Megan about from seventh grade. Genius seventh grade (laughs) moment. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Even though I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, In college, I played, my freshman year, I played two sports and then I went on just to play lacrosse. But freshman year, I played soccer and lacrosse and I gained about 20 pounds. And I remember thinking, okay, my friends are drinking Diet Coke and, you know, eating junk or not really eating. And I need to fuel myself for the athletic field, but why did I gain weight? I'm the healthy one, you know? Right. I, and I kept thinking, I don't want to not eat and drink Diet Coke all day. I want to fuel myself. So there was always, yes, it really came from, you know, a place of I want to fuel myself to do, you know, for my body to perform at its best, not, you know, to deprive it, you know? It, and I, but I knew if I fuel it at its best, I should be a healthy body weight, right? right. right and peak. then, yeah, absolutely. Because I wasn't, I know naturally I should be an average, let's say, weight. Um, you said something else. Oh, you said fuel. Yeah. <laughs> the name of my business before actually became Nutritious Life, but when even the philosophy of Nutritious Life was still there, it was called actually Body Fuel. It's only a couple years, so... I don't know who would remember it, but the logo for for Body Fuel had a little picture of an apple with an arrow to a drop of water with an arrow to a bed. So it had all the different pillars of a nutritious life built into it, but the name was actually Body Fuel. So it was all about how food can fuel you. And see, it's, it's, so that very much parallels my own kind of, my own relationship with food. And, I th- and that's, you know, certainly we'll get into that. And I think that's, that's so many, at an early age, you know, you're, it's not so much what you learn about food or the vitamins and, and almonds or any of those things. For, for me, I feel like where the damage is done for, for a lot of folks or where the challenge really you know, dates back to is that initial relationship with food when, yep. you're, when you're young, whether it's body image, whether it's you know, fueling performance or whether you have none of that and it just becomes a comfort or you know, what you're craving. S- right. So many, yeah. so many families, mm-hmm. like we always had dinner around the table in my family and it was never like we weren't a big family so it wasn't a huge dinner but it was always, you know, there was a, there was a meat, there was a vegetable, there was some kind of potato kind yeah. of thing. It was, it was normal for the most part and, and then when I got heavily into athletics, like I took more control even at the age of, you know, my teenage years of my own diet, because I, I read a lot because I wanted to know right. more because I wanted to perform better. But if you don't go down that path, and I think all of a sudden people find themselves later in life trying to figure out. And I think that to me, that's what leads to so much of the of the confusion out there. And you mentioned, you know, weight loss and performance and there's paleo and there's mm-hmm. keto and there's all these things. And, and I think so many people look to grab onto an identity, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm keto. I'm going keto. I'm going paleo. I'm going Atkins. I'm going, you know, Whole yep. Thirty. Do you do you subscribe to a diet? And it, like, do you have a uh, an overarching kind of diet identity yourself, or or no? No, I really don't. Um, wait, before I talk about that, though, I have mm-hmm. to say one other thing. What you were just saying about food on the table, and as you know, being a young kid and how you start to develop a relationship with food, whether it's good or bad. One thing I tell parents all the time, so I feel like I want to say it here. I always say. Putting healthy food on the table and healthy food at home should be kind of like brushing your teeth. You teach your kids to brush their teeth when they're little, you show them once, and then they just do it. And you might remind them, hey, you got to brush your teeth. But there isn't a lot of chatter. Ooh, did you brush too long? Did you brush too too little? Did you, you know, how much did you floss? Ooh, you're over flossing. Like there isn't all this chatter about it, right? right? And that's what food should be like at home. There should be healthy food around and just no chatter about it. Yes, of course, a little bit. Of course, you might want to educate them on something, but it should just be something we do. So right. I feel like it's I had normal. to say no, that. And I, I'm, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that too, because you know, I have two. I have two young boys. They're you know, ten and six years old, 
And, you know, especially to the credit of, of Natalie, my wife, you know, when we, when we had Ben, the 10-year-old, there, there's never been a time where he has eaten a meal where there hasn't been vegetable and yeah. fruit on that plate. And he, at this age now, at 10, he, yeah. he expects it. And if it's not there, Completely. he asks for it. He's looking for it. He's craving it. You know, he, when he goes for a snack, like just the other morning, he reaches for a banana. He doesn't think about, like, Absolutely. what package can I, can I rip open? And it's nothing that we, you know, purposefully really, because, like, look, they can, you can have some goldfish and some right. cheese and whatever but you know if if they have mcdonald's you know four times over the course of a of a year or or in you know six to eight months that's probably a lot for them but it's because not because i keep it away but they don't ask for it like right, they, don't, they don't have access to it they're conditioned to yeah, crave the healthy different. food exactly right. and also like if you had all that healthy food around but you over talked about it like it was a big right. deal they probably would be rebelling to a certain totally point. Sure. and yeah. they're not because it wasn't a big deal you did it right high five yeah right. <laughs> good Parenting. job Parenting yeah. score. Yay me. And I know, you know, food is always, you know, you, you come from a much larger family. So food yes. kind of has a different a different role, a different vibe there. Yeah. I mean, food is is everything. It's it's togetherness. Like I'm, a, I'm one of five children, so a family of seven, lots of extended, and we're Italian and we're Irish, and food is every holiday, and cooking with my mom, it's just, you know, memories more holiday, so. They're the big best. Italian holiday meals, because yeah. I love that. I'm it jealous is. of that. Me, Come over anytime. Yeah. And that's the big thing, is when, when you say, like, cooking, and you've told the story about, like, holiday cooking with, mm-hmm. with your grandmother still yeah. to this day. Oh, it's the best. Um, I look forward to that all year long. And I think that's so, that's so important in, in kind of establishing that relationship that you have with food, is the the preparing of it, you know, uh, whereas our, our 10 year old is really good at eating his fruits and vegetables. The six year old wants to be hands on, you know, they just went to the library the other day and he wanted to go get, you know, he said to Natalie, he's like, mom, he's like, let's go get some cookbooks so we can make some new things together. So and it's fun. Like, I love that. That's crazy, right? It's great. So again, so you don't have a diet identity. Oh yeah. So, so no I- diet identity as far as, you know, paleo or vegan, but I obviously have a diet philosophy. philosophy sure. And what I say there is, you know, for being a healthy person and being at a healthy body weight, you have to really look at from a from a larger perspective, the, what I always call, you know, the eight pillars of a nutritious life. So if you're completely stressed out and sleeping horribly, you know, it doesn't matter how well you can diet and exercise, you know, forever, and you're probably still going to be really unhealthy and or overweight, right? So you have to really look at first all of these different pillars of a nutritious life, sleep, stress, I don't have to go through all of them now, but- Go um, find look, them on the website. Yeah, exactly. I read them <laughs> exactly. earlier. So you have to look at all these different mm-hmm. pillars, see where you need to, you know, what pillar you need to work on. And then um, and then when it comes to the eating pillar, the first thing I say is it's, it's called eating empowered. So it's all about what can I do good for my body? There's no deprivation. You can't have this, you can't have this, you can't have that. I believe deprivation and, you know, willpower is all, like willpower, for example, is just all negative energy, right? right. And we know it's a muscle that wears out. You're just gonna, you're gonna end up giving in. Your cortisol levels are gonna increase. You're gonna gain weight in your midsection. And it's just all negative energy. And I don't believe there should be the negative energy towards food. There should be positive energy, right? So whether it's making a healthy choice, because I want the blueberries, they're good for my skin. And you know what, a byproduct might be weight loss. But you know, I want to put this food in my body because I want to be good to my body. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to eat the chocolate cake, which by the way, I'm for me, it would be chocolate chip cookies, not cake. But okay, that's anyway. your, your guilty <laughs> but pleasure. For, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I love chocolate chip cookies. But when you're eating that, you also don't want to eat it feeling bad. You want to eat it saying, you know what, I'm really good to my body and I worked out and I'm drinking my water and I am so excited to have this chocolate chip cookie. And then like, you enjoy it and, and you, you don't enjoy feel it. horrible afterwards. Exactly. And then you don't eat five more because yeah. you have the, oh my God, I ate so much. Okay, I'm going to start a diet tomorrow. So anyway, within eating empowered, that's the 
bigger picture philosophy. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I believe in all whole real foods. And I, as far as you know, I always say the best quality, lots of healthy fats, the best quality healthy fats, the best quality protein, whether they are plant or animal protein, loads of vegetables. Right. And then, you know, scatter in a little bit of whole grains and a little bit of fruit. But that's like the basis of your meal. And I, so when meals, when, when people come to you um, and, and seek out your, your assistance or your guidance, do you do you, if they if they come to you and they say like hey I, you know I, I tried going paleo or I tried going keto I, I I'm still feel like I'm stuck in this rut you know do you move them away is it is it about moving them away from from being attached to a, a diet identity if you will or is it about finding the right version of that identity for them so it depends first of all when people come to me usually you know, they're coming to me because everything hasn't really worked, right? Right. So they're coming to me with like, oh, I've done this or I've done that. You know, everybody's done a lot of different diets. Everybody has a diet history. So usually it doesn't work. So they're usually open-minded to what I'm going to tell them to do, right? Usually. But within that, of course, there are people that are gluten-free and they have to, maybe mm -hmm. they have celiac or sure. they're vegan and they're not, I would not push someone who believes in being vegan to not be vegan. Right. I would help them, I would create a nutritious life meal plan for someone who is vegan. So, but if there's somebody, let's say that's paleo and absolutely has no reason, let's say, not to have dairy in their diet, I would say, you know, ask them, like, why have you taken out? What was the reason for going paleo? Oh, and it didn't work for you. Maybe we should try adding some of that back in. Right. So it depends on the person and the reasons for what they were doing. But I always ask about the diet history, what worked, what didn't work. And people have, you know, they have deep diet histories and they know, you know, I'm a breakfast person. I would never have that person do intermittent fasting if they really right, enjoy their right. breakfast. Yeah. But, you know, so it, it really depends on the individual. But I always apply the nutritious life philosophy to whatever lifestyle and or specific diet will work for that person. Right. So how does your typical day look like in terms of eating? I, I And I would love for you to touch upon your s approach to snacking, because yeah. I'm a snacker myself, and it seems like you snack in between meals. So yes. what's a typical day look like for you? <laughs> well, it's so funny. I was away with my mom recently, and she's like, seriously, you're still on two-hour feedings like you were when you were a baby. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, you, so why do you need more food again? I'm like, I need a snack. It's, she's like, why fuel. do you need it's another fuel. snack? <laughs> I'm like, I do. I swear I'm hungry. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, so I am a snacker. And I don't know if um, I don't know if you saw on the website or not, but I did write a book actually in 2007. I think it came out. Um, I can't believe how long ago that was. My first book was Snack Factor Diet. So I am a very big believer in snacking. That snacks anchor your health. With that said, people often snack on the wrong foods because they mm -hmm. think of snack yeah. as being a snack food. I'm like, snack could be the second half of your salad that you didn't finish at lunch. Right. So. It's not that snack. I, I really try to get people away from thinking about snacks as you know something that you buy from a vending machine or right. or even a healthy snack that's still chips and something. They can still be healthy chips. It's not a snack doesn't have to be that. Snack can still be whole real foods. So I am a big believer in snacking um, for most people. But there are some people that don't need to snack and are more three meal a day type of people. So again, I wouldn't say everybody needs to. I do think for the large majority of people, at least one snack a day really helps them, what I say, anchor their health so that they go in, they stay, you know, they're happier, they feel more satisfied, they go into the next meal more satisfied, less cravings, all of those other- Sustained um, yeah. energy and everything. Exactly. Yeah. We're gonna take a quick break from this great conversation with Carrie to talk about a small decision that you make that you don't even realize could have a huge impact. And that small decision is choosing honest 
T. The reason why is that Honest has been on a mission for more than two decades to create and promote great tasting, healthy, organic beverages. And they're excited to shine a spotlight on the work that they've done to democratize organics and support their fair trade certified suppliers. For every fair trade certified Honest product sold, you're going to be helping a community development fund that helps support all of those communities. From there, a committee of farmers decides together how to spend their funds to improve their lives. The premiums fund things like bikes, clean water, schools, healthcare, and vital farming equipment. So think about it. The small choice that you make about the iced tea that you choose can have an incredible impact. And if you choose honest tea, when you're thirsty, that means that you can actually help a lot of people. So start helping today. Visit honesttea.com slash podcast. That's honesttea.com slash podcast to learn more about honest and how your small decision can have a big impact. And now let's get back to these great insights from Carrie. So, oh, you asked me the what I have a typical day. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Okay. Sure. So, should we start? Yeah. Okay. Dive in. So, a typical day. I am a breakfast person, so I get up around five, five thirty. So, I am always starving by you know seven during the school year when my kids are home. My kids are away right now, but when they're home, I usually have breakfast with them. Um, it depends actually when I'm going to work out. If I've worked out already, I always have breakfast with them. And usually it's, I always have some kind of protein. So it would be, uh, sometimes a smoothie, a protein, you mm -hmm. know, a protein shake with lots of greens, protein powder, um, always a healthy fat, let's say like peanut butter or almond butter. Um, sometimes also avocado. Did I say? Yeah. And usually I don't put fruit in there. It's usually most, it's usually greens, protein powder and healthy fat. Or I'll do something, if I'm craving something more carby, I'll have a slice of Ezekiel bread um, or my nut and seed bread, mm -hmm. which is not carby, it's just nuts and seeds, <laughs> but it's got like that crunch and yeah. it's a, and it, yeah, that, that you can also get on my website, by the way, that is a killer recipe. You need to try that. And that, <laughs> what you put on the that nut and seed bread, And then I'll put on that like avocado yeah. or yeah, sometimes even nut butter on that. Oh, you know, yeah. lots of, I'm a huge nut and seed person. So always getting in some protein, usually some healthy fat. And then sometimes if I'm doing eggs, which I'm a big egg person too, I'll do eggs with maybe avocado and some greens. That is like ideal. Maybe some berries too, but I love actually getting in some greens at breakfast. So either in my smoothie or on the side with eggs. Yeah, I think doesn't always happen. During that's the a hard thing for people to kind of come, yeah. come to come to grip with. But you know, I could eat breakfast all day. I could eat breakfast Same. for every yeah. meal. So <laughs> so I like and, and I've gotten past the hang up of you know vegetables or greens at breakfast time. I think a smoothie is a great way to introduce mm -hmm. that by the way. But and, and what I what I love hearing is is the focus on uh, healthy fats, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, fiber, which I, I imagine that your nut and seed bread is just yep. jam packed with fiber, and then and then and protein, protein. That's all, protein, all yeah. those things that ideally will keep you fuller for longer. So that way, two hours later, you're not reaching for that bad snack kind of food, right? Is exactly. that is that the idea? Is to kind of you know, you wake up, you're hungry. Don't just kind of put stuff in your mouth that you're going to regret later, and also not keep you full, but put something in in your body that actually not just beats the hunger for longer, but your body has, hasn't eaten for, for hours. Right. So give it what it really needs, which, which are those three kind of main things, the, the fiber, the healthy fat and the protein. Exactly. And you stay more satiated. And then when you're hungry, you're not ravenous, right? right? And you're, and you're, I always say you should eat when you're slightly hungry. So then all of a sudden you're slightly hungry. I usually am slightly hungry mid morning. So I usually have that mid morning snack. Sometimes depending upon what I have for breakfast, it's another, you know, it is another handful of nuts or it could sometimes even just be a half of an avocado with some seeds on it, or even just a little olive oil 
vanilla and lemon, depending upon where where I am and what I'm doing. Sometimes, if I'm totally on the run, maybe it's um, uh, some kind of a healthy bar. Um, I try not to. I try to have as you know much real food. Maybe it's in the afternoon, I'd maybe do more of an apple and a peanut butter. I feel like I don't have that much fruit now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, fruit is never really part of the morning snack. It's really an afternoon, afternoon snack, snack for me. <laughs> I never really thought of it so much like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I try to, uh, or I actually, if I've had a smoothie, let's say I might have a hard-boiled egg as my snack on a nut and seed cracker or just by itself. So that might be the snack. But again, I'm slightly hungry, so then I satisfy myself pretty easily, but I usually have some kind of protein and or healthy fat. Mm -hmm. And then if you can get in, you know, I always say getting in vegetables wherever you can is just gonna add the water volume and the fiber. So, and that we know obviously helps us stay full and satisfied. And I always tell people, you know, vegetables, the more vegetables you have in your diet, Obviously, you're getting all these antioxidants, and you're getting more water volume, and you're getting more fiber. And we know antioxidants prevent, you know, all kinds of conditions associated with inflammation. And so, super important to get those in. But studies actually do show that calorie, even if you're on the same calorie diet, the calorie, the diet that ha- provides more vegetables is going to actually lead to more weight loss, even if the overall intake if the numbers is the same. Are, right. If, huh. the, yeah. if the caloric load yeah. is the same. Yeah, and I mean, there's so many reasons that it could yeah. be, right? It could be, you know, the effect on the microbiome. It could, I mean, there's multiple sure. reasons. Um, well, and that brings, you know, and I, that's a great point because, you know, it brings us to, to like the lunch period. And I feel like, to me, lunch has always felt like one of the most challenging meals to navigate in the course of a day because it was, for me, mo- mo- most often the meal that I had away from home. Like breakfast, I wake up, I'm at home, yeah. I have control of my, mm-hmm. my food source. Dinner, usually when I get back home from a day at work, I have control of my food source. Mm-hmm. Lunch, you know, if I'm traveling, if I'm at the office, I don't bring my lunch. It's something I've got to go and kind of find and not like, you know, find in hunter-gathering like paleo right. sense, like yeah. find, like walk up to a line, pick a number, <laughs> yeah. and, pick you a know, kind of, I'll take the number or 18 or something so so how do you how do you navigate lunch especially if you're not at home like what's what's especially if, you, if you're trying to find those those vegetables that so many of us don't get in our in our daily diet yeah well and one of the toughest things well by the way the way you just described your day not having control at lunch as much as you do at home and right. i'm thinking well, that's what i think about my children every day yeah of course it kills me <laughs> that course. i don't have control of their lunch we, uh, we actually we, we, we send them l- with lunch and by the way i actually yeah. do still send my daughter with lunch but i know she she often takes it they still leave school though yeah and she'll take it out and then you know they still stop wherever whatever deli so i'm always like oh i don't get to control their lunch anymore our cools are like our kids are like the uncool kids at the table everyone's like got their hot lunch yeah. and everything my kids like pulling the brown out brown bag yeah, exactly but by the way everybody then want they want you know right they probably want what's in the, the brown trade bag wars lunch. Begin. yeah exactly. anyway um so how do you navigate it um well and the other thing but actually on that same note when you do find those vegetables the thing that kills me about certain places even like new york city where there's obviously so many places to pick up food and pick up fairly healthy foods, the quality is sometimes just not what you would get at home also. So, but that's just another reason that when you are preparing food at home and the quality of the food you have at home, you should really try to take it up a notch. So then you go out and you're not, it doesn't, it's not going to impact your overall diet as much. Because you have really high, you really have high quality foods at home. So when you go out, how do you navigate it? So, First of all, I sometimes tell people to think of dinner as lunch because sometimes people are like, oh, should I, where should I get a sandwich? And, you know, they think of like these fast pickup type mm-hmm. of things that actually usually end up being worse for you. So sometimes I say like if you're 
you know, at a work lunch or something, let's say you're out for a work lunch, like you can order, I know this can sometimes be more expensive, it depends where, but like you can still order a piece of fish. Right. You can order a grass-fed burger on a plate with like lots of, you know, vegetables. Like, and sometimes people are so in the mindset of, oh wait, that's a dinner meal. Yeah, so that's one thing that helps people sometimes shift. Then I think, you know, if you are doing at any kind of a salad place, let's say any one of these places you can pick up a salad, a wrap, a sandwich, a soup, I say you could just change it up. Like think first about getting in loads of vegetables. So if that's in the salad form, then it's, you know, let's say it's a spinach salad and then you load up vegetables, choose your healthy, you know, your is it plant protein or is it animal protein? So are you gonna get the chicken or are you gonna get the chickpeas? And then add a healthy fat. Is it gonna be avocado? Is it gonna be olives? Or maybe you're indulging, you know, a little more, you're having some cheese. And maybe it's even like a couple healthy fats. That's okay too, depends on your goals and whether or not it's weight loss or whatever. But I always like people to have healthy fat on their salads and with their vegetables because you need the healthy fat to absorb the nutrients. So if you don't have the fat, you're not gonna reap all the benefits of those vegetables. So that's like a basic, you know, basic formula. But obviously, depending upon someone's goal, they might need, you know, an extra like, you know, some farro thrown in to that, or they might need a black bean soup on the side. So it really depends on the person. If you're craving a sandwich, sometimes I say go for like an open faced whole grain sandwich loaded up with even vegetables on top and eat it with a fork and a knife, like with a little like olive oil drizzled. Mm -hmm. So you can load it up with more veggies. So it's not that you can't have the bread. It's you're focusing on getting in more veggies. And then obviously if you want a soup, you can, you know, have a big veggie based soup. Or if there is a, you know, a, a chili, let's say, mm-hmm. even if it's bean and beef, have that with instead of having like, let's say maybe the cheese on top, you've probably had enough fat in there, have, you know, um, get a little side green salad or, you know, get some roasted vegetables on the side or crude or, you know, raw veggies on the side to complement what's going on. You're still yeah. getting yeah. your protein and, you know, you're getting your vegetables in. I think that's that's that, and that, that just like kind of really again underscores the challenge and and if, you know for especially for for people that are listening and I hear this all the time it's like you know, when you talk about vegetables and and you talk about people and their challenges with their with their with their weight loss or with their diets and it's like you know I just I just I love food so much I just love food well it's like I love food too and I yeah. eat a lot of food but it's because it's eighty to eighty five percent you know whole food plant based right. I can I can still eat a lot of food yeah. and as you were saying before the calorie you know whatever whatever the science behind it is you know I'm taking in a fair amount of calories because right. I'm burning a good amount yeah. of calories and my weight is and I'm doing that in order to kind of maintain my weight I think. They think that they have to. We so often think of of diet as as that kind of in in the negative terms and negative in the sense of what we have to take away yeah, from our plates. Yeah. And everything you're talking about is all of the things you can throw onto your plate yes. or into a bowl. And yes. and I think what's what's interesting here, and, and I hope a lot of a lot of the folks listening, you know, understand or or will think about at least as as they move forward. Um, and, and we have more to talk about here, but just it just strikes me as you talked about that is, you know, whether it's paleo or keto or, or whatever your food philosophy may be or what you're looking for, the fact of the matter is it's going to be different for me. It's going to be different for Absolutely. you. It's going to be different for Megan. It's going to be different for Bob sitting across the table. For, like everybody is mm-hmm. different and you have to find what works for you. And I've, I've tried to do that a lot. I've, I went uh, uh, vegan for six months last year, reintroduced meat, but now I only eat meat in, in, with dinner. I don't eat meat right. in the first you know two meals and snacks of, of the day because that's the balance that, that kind of works yeah. for me. Uh, it gives me a little bit of both and it's my happy medium kind of thing. And I've, I've tried paleo and other things and I probably eat more carbs than most people do, but it's because I exercise a lot and I feel like I, my yeah. body needs the carbs. So, you know, how do you, 
aside from from going to places like your website and and mm-hmm. seeking out an RD, are there are there ways that people can safely experiment or you know what's I guess what's a good time period? Is it say try something for thirty days, like try paleo for thirty days, and if it doesn't work for you, that's the time to give it up. Well, I also think, first of all, look at your diet history, like I was talking about before. Look at that diet history. Write down like a list of things that have worked for you when you felt great. You might, you know, I felt great when I always ate a breakfast of, you know, oatmeal and whatever. I felt great when I used to pick up this salad every day. I felt great when I was bringing in my lunch and I always would bring some leftovers of my leftover salmon and leftover roasted vegetables. So figure out like the time in your life because most people have a time that they were at the weight they wanted to be or they or they and they felt great felt doing great. that. Sure. So write down those things and if you know I know, for example, I actually eat very similar to you with the, I never have animal protein more than once a day at most. So I usually, I always say I'm not vegan, but I eat so many vegan meals, but I also have a lot of high quality animal protein and that works for me. And I always say if I didn't have that, I know I would be starving. It's just sort of the way my body works. I need a certain amount of that protein. That's for me personally. That doesn't mean that everybody would be like that, right? So, but I know that about myself. So it's not necessarily trying something for, you know, for 30 days or so. It's looking back and saying, okay, what things worked for me? And then incorporating that with maybe some of the areas you're weak in. So that worked for me, but I know I probably need more vegetables based on what, you know, I I think I need more vegetables. I'm going to add in a little more vegetables or, you know, and then let's say trying, if you do want to try something to follow, sure, you could try paleo or something, but I don't necessarily think it's necessary to follow it extreme or following something like Whole30 to the extreme I don't think you necessarily have to because then sometimes it just sets people up to fail and not learn anything. Right. So then yeah. instead they try something, they fail it, and then they're off it and they're like, yeah, forget it. And then they're back to eating, you know, fast food. So I feel like if you can look at what you've done well, apply some of the healthy principles of other types of specific diets to your life to take your diet up a notch. And that's the way you're probably going to stay consistent with it. Like you said, you don't have a specific diet at any. You have kind of a mixture of things. Right. We actually have a, um, a column on our site called Diets Decoded. And I go through all the different diets. And it's, you know, one thing I say at the beginning of every one of these col- is everyone is that all healthy diets, healthy diets, many of the components, most of the components are all the same. Whether right. you're vegan or paleo, you know, no added sugar. Take out as yep. much, you know, packaged processed food as possible. Whole real foods, lots of vegetables, healthy fat, high quality protein, you know. So it's most of these plans, the big principles are the same. It's just how you apply it to your lifestyle and your specific unique body. Right. Absolutely. That makes sense. Okay, we're taking another quick break from about the things that we put in our bellies with Carrie to the things that actually you're taking in through your eyes. Now, you might not realize it, but the average American blasts their eyes with bright screens for 11 hours every day. And when you consider how much our day revolves around our devices, it doesn't seem that crazy. The fact is, we can't eliminate extensive screen time from our lives, but you can protect your eyes from it with a pair of Felix Gray blue light filtering glasses. They're available in both non-prescription and prescription. The majority of Americans live with tired, dry eyes, blurry vision. I know you've been there, you've rubbing your eyes, 
realize after a day of screens, computer screens, iPhones, phones, tablets, you get home, you watch the TV, it's time for all this to end. Felix Grey glasses filter out 90% of high energy blue light and eliminate 99% glare coming from your daily barrage of screens. Felix Grey is on a mission to make fashionable, high quality blue light protection widely accessible by offering a variety of frames for all face shapes and style preferences. You don't have to go another day looking at screens without the help of some Felix Grays. You can go to felixgrayglasses.com slash eat this for free shipping and 30 days of risk-free returns or exchanges. That's felixgrayglasses.com slash eat this. All right, now let's get back to these delicious foods and carry. And one of your pillars is, is hydration, mm-hmm. which is super mm-hmm. important. So now we've talked about food a little bit. What, you know, how much water should we actually be getting a day? So it's funny. I always tell people, I mean, I think I put this in my first book, actually, that we were talking about, 2007. I always say 32-ounce water bottle, fill it twice, get those 64 ounces in. It's the easiest way to do it. However. Just don't chug it all at once. Just don't chug it all at once, especially <laughs> before especially like, before bed. It's 6 p.m. You're like, oh, my God, I'm still 32 yeah. ounces short. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I do say, so, but, but it is the eight glasses of water a day, eight cups of water a day, rather, is, um, it is a myth, right? It depends on, you know, your... Personal. It depends on you personally. It depends on your environment. Where are you? You know, what altitude are you at? What's the What's the environment like? What What's your lifestyle? How much have you worked out? What have you eaten? There's a lot of water volume in foods. Lots of foods yeah. have water volume. So it's what else are you having? You might need more. You might need less. The reason I still say I still stand by that eight cups a day though is most people don't have enough. And for most people, they need at least close to that. So even if they need a little less, they're probably, they might not even get to that eight. It's a good goal. And if you need a little bit more, well, at least if you aim for the eight, you're certainly getting that. And then, you know, you got to listen to your body a little bit. So, but it's definitely a myth that you need, everybody needs that exact same amount. Right, it's like 10,000 steps a day. Exactly. You probably don't need 10,000 steps. But if you set out to to get 10,000 steps, there's no harm in that, right? Exactly. So if you say like, okay, I'm going to drink eight eight cups of water today, and you you do that, Mm -hmm. there's no harm, no foul. Whether, Whether eight... Is the magic number or not yeah. you're going to be drinking more than you probably were before and you're going to feel better as a result so and when you're hydrated properly your metabolism is actually working more efficiently you're able to deliver nutrients to your body you're less likely to mistake hunger for thirst for hunger um or hunger for thirst did i say that backwards yeah 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 <laughs> that's okay um anyway um you're not going to make that mistake so you're actually you know you're not going to go and crave something and eat something instead of just you know, being hydrated, you're going to be less tired. You're, yeah, you've got more energy. So lots of reasons to drink up your water. What about, what about the booze? What about the hooch? So the booze, you know, that also really depends on the individual. I mean, they will, you know, the guidelines are two drinks a day for men, one for women is, you know, moderation. First of all, I don't really love the word moderation, but um, they say that, you know, that's okay. I'm not really a believer of that. I think, it's sort of giving people a pass to drink that mm-hmm. much when there's really no need for most people. Um, there's also a lot of negative um, effects, obviously, of alcohol. But it, again, depends on the person. The person that's eating a whole real food diet and drinking their water and exercising and meditating and having a glass of red wine with dinner, you know, great. It's probably doing a lot of benefit for that person. It's not only not negative, it's positive. It's probably, it's adding antioxidants. It's doing good. It might even be helping them relax for the evening. The person that's eating an unhealthy diet, 
has two glasses of wine at dinner, and then that makes them indulge in the fries at the table because right. they're, you know, when they drink, then they want to eat more food, and they have the French fries, and then it disrupts their sleep, and then the next morning, instead of having the scrambled eggs and avocado, they're going for the bacon, egg, and cheese because they had a disrupted sleep. So for that person, you really have to watch your alcohol more. So. It does depend on the person, how it affects them, and the goals. But I think even if you're not trying to lose weight and you're a healthy person, I mean, I still think you do not need to hit that number that is so-called okay. Right. That's not to say, That's though, fair. it's the summer, and I'm definitely yeah. drinking a little bit more than I yeah, do during I do the rest the of the summer. year. Look, definitely. the summer's a killer. With me, you know. You're always outside enjoying. Right? That's yeah. the thing. It's when it's hot, and you're totally. just like, oh, I just need a refreshing beverage and, and a frothy one sometimes is, is the most refreshing choice. Um, but with with me, it's like, look, I, I understand the impact of it, right? We, again, mm-hmm. we talk, if I know I'm going to get up and, and try and do a morning run like I did today, I'm not having a couple beers too many, right. you know, the night before. I'm going to have one with dinner. I know I'm good with that because I'm going to have, you know, a couple glasses of water after that mm-hmm. to kind of balance it out and it's going to process before I go to sleep. But, you know, you, you kind of have to make those choices. And, and and that's why, you know, you mentioned how, a journal and kind of writing how you feel. Do it for, try it for a couple weeks yeah. and you'll be amazed at some of the realizations that you have. Absolutely. Like, oh, I, I felt so crummy this week, but, you know, I was having, I was having three drinks a night. Right. What if I cut one or two of those out? Could I do that for a week and see what the difference is? Or what if I cut out this, you know, I had fried foods for like three straight days. What if I cut that out yeah, and only absolutely. did it once a week? Those are the kinds of things that, that all of a sudden I think people will have their own aha moments because you'll see these patterns that parallel the way you're feeling. And whether, w- whether that's whether that's good or bad, by the way. Oh my God, I had salad for lunch every day of this week. I have felt great. I've slept great. Yeah. And yeah. I, I didn't have an afternoon snack. I'm going right. to keep eating salad for lunch. Right. You're absolutely right. And then it's motivating because then you want to feel good. Then you're eating to feel good. You're eating, in, like what I say, eating empowered. You're putting foods in your body that make you feel good. You want to eat them. It's not deprivation. Oh, I have to eat this so I can lose weight. It's all about feeling good. Okay. Well, uh, before, when, as, uh, when we knew that you were going to be joining us, uh, we reached out to our listeners and some of our social media fans and, and said, hey, okay, you know, Carrie's going to be on. Do you have any questions? You know, this is your, this is your access to a, a, a celebrity <laughs> nutritionist. Uh, and, and man, they had, they had some questions. So if, if you've got a few minutes, we'd sure. like to just kind of run through and, and hopefully the folks that sent these in are listening and they'll, they'll get the answers they're looking for. All right. So first one is, is this one actually uh, came in a little while ago, and, and this is one that Megan and I have been thinking about, especially as you mentioned, it's summertime. You know, we, we've talked about barbecues a lot on the show mm-hmm. and cookouts and those kinds of things. What about, what about a picnic? Like just a day at the park. Let's say you're packing for two. It's, it's a lunchtime picnic. Like what's, a, what's an easy pack picnic that's, that's satiating, healthy, and maybe has a little sweet treat in there? You know what I would do? I would do for a picnic a all-crunchy veggie-based salad to start like as the main mm-hmm. sort of course there <laughs> instead of a regular salad dressing that might then get soggy, soggy or, you know, it's harder to eat. Well, I guess you could always put the dressing on the side, but then sometimes it spills. You don't want to worry yeah. about it. So I would say an all veggie based crunchy salad. So it might have jicama, carrots, you know, cucumbers, celery, endive. So a salad like that, that isn't, that's going to stay. <laughs> and then uh, on top of that, you know, whatever sort of protein of choice from home. If you're packing it up real quick, maybe you have fresh turkey slices or you have leftover grilled shrimp, whatever that is, throw that in. Um, and then probably, I'd probably put on there because these will also stay well, like just some nuts or something on top. And then, you know, add your little homemade dressing, olive oil, you know, lemon, um, mix that all up. That'd probably be a good 
salad to bring that would hold pretty well. Again, I guess it also depends on how long you're going to be out and how hot it is. You might need one of those little cooler things or um, anyway. So, but then what else would stick with what I would do with that? Probably because it's a picnic and people want to sit and crunch and chip, maybe some healthy-ish chip like a... You know, the Siete, do you know those Siete yeah. chips? Those tortillas? Yeah, those, yeah those I love those. Good, yeah. yeah, I love those. So maybe that with a little, um, with a thing of salsa, because that's right. like a fun thing. And then maybe bring some fresh, also other veggies on the side. You can, you know, put a little like celery crudite, right? and the salsa yeah. and then have a couple chips. You know, it depends who you're with, what you're doing. It depends the type of picnic it is. Um, Sounds delicious. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> I'm like, good, a, nice and refreshing. Uh, picnic. Yeah. Makes and you want to go for a picnic this afternoon. Right. I know. It's a picnic kind of a day. Why not? Maybe it's a little It's very hot. hot. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> might be too hot. It might That's be okay. too hot. That's a refreshing um, picnic option, though. So Yeah, and go. maybe like for the treat, I know people are going to say, that's not a treat. I already told you I love chocolate chip cookies. I indulge. I indulge a lot. But for this scenario, I'd say maybe like frozen grapes or something that will start That's to just defrost, call. and then they're right. still yes. cold, and you know they're at least cold even if they're not frozen anymore. That's a good call. I yeah. like that. That is perfect. And then wine, of course, if it's, what? you know, an afternoon or evening picnic. There you go. And it's allowed Can't in the park, the by the way. Make sure you yes. check your park and, <laughs> and the alcohol rules there. Yes, that's true. Or the beach. Yes, that is true. We don't want you getting arrested. Okay, as someone who loves to travel, I liked this question a lot that we got. Um, what's the best way to stay on track with your goals, you know, and your healthy lifestyle when you're traveling or on vacation? So the biggest thing there, I would say, is that people go on vacation and they get in this mindset of, oh, I'm on vacation. You know, I don't have, they don't work out. They don't, they forget about drinking their water. They start off the morning with, you know, uh, maybe a croissant or something that we yeah. normally not have or a big muffin and coffee, especially like, I feel like there's lots of baked goods around in the summertime, especially. But like a muffin instead of their normal healthy breakfast, and then it's just, you know, downhill from there, the fries with the burger at the pool or whatever they're doing, or, you know, the amusement park if they're out traveling with their kids. Um, So I feel like people get into that attitude of all or nothing. So the first thing I say is, first of all, just because even if you eat horribly, even if like completely you eat terribly, stick with the other, whatever other pillars you can stick with. So... There's no reason not to get a workout in. There's, you can always just bring a pair of sneakers and get a workout in somewhere. You can do a workout in your hotel room. You can, you know, every most hotels have a gym of some sort. So stick with your workout. Stick with drinking your water. Even if you drink more alcohol, at least stick with drinking your water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I always say usually start the day. At least start the day with your healthy breakfast. Whatever your normal breakfast is at home, try to stick with a routine like that. Because everywhere, you can get a healthy breakfast at a gas station yeah. on a road trip. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no not, excuse. There's yeah. no excuse. It's really not difficult. So start the day healthy. Don't think of it as, oh, I'm traveling. I mean, forget it. It's like, I'm done. I'll just wait till I get home to start eating healthy again. So when you have that mindset of you can really eat healthy, but without the pressure of every meal, though, has to be right on track with what I'm doing. So give yourself the permission to know that it's not going to be as healthy at home, but what pillars can I keep on tra- in track? And then also, you know, start the day with a healthy breakfast. And then I say, you know, apply the apply sort of what I was talking about with like lunch and, br- and dinner to your meals. But you might have, you know, the salad might, you know, not be as good quality. There might be more dressing on it. I mean, obviously you can get it on the side, but I'm assuming you just get a salad. There's more whatever. You pick it some fries. So yeah, are the fries the same as having your baked sweet potato at home that you normally would make for your, you know, for your right. starchy food? No, but you're having, you know, but that doesn't mean you have to then also have three pieces of bread and the butter. So if you kind of give yourself permission to you know, be a little more relaxed about it without the pressure of being hardcore, you actually 
can end up almost having every meal really on track with what you do at home. It just might be a slightly different version of what you do. Yeah, and I like I like the breakfast. You know, focus on breakfast because to me, it's the it's the meal that kind of sets the tone for the day. Mm -hmm. And if you cash in breakfast and have that yep. crummy breakfast, then later in the day you're like, you know what? Uh, I already I already screwed up my breakfast. Whatever, I'm just cashing the whole day, Absolutely. and I'll get back on track tomorrow. But if you if you have that good breakfast, you're really going to have more of an internal debate when it comes to lunch. You're like, you know what? Though I you know yeah. I've already started the day pretty good. Let's keep this momentum going. I'll I'll cash in just at dinner, right? And then at least you've got two meals in during the. Day, 100%. as opposed to three gone out the window. So I like and, that. And I also, you know, it's funny, you're saying that you're thinking to yourself, oh, I should stay on track. But what's so funny is it's even subconscious. Right. Even like someone's they're not even thinking about it, they actually are at that lunch and say, oh, you know what, there's a salad, there's this green kale salad with grilled chicken, I'm going to have that versus, oh, I just feel kind of crummy. And right. they're not even saying it to themselves. Their, their subconscious <laughs> is wanting them, them to direction. go for right. the bacon cheeseburger. Yeah. Right, right. No, true. And then, okay, last one. We talked about a lot of different foods and all the great salads and all these things. Do you have a, a go-to, especially, you know, obviously you have kids, I have kids, you come home and maybe it's after a practice or a study hall session or a tutor or whatever it is and you're like, okay, I legit have 20 minutes to put some food on the table or people are going to be bouncing off the walls. What would your go-to be? Oh, I mean, I have a five-minute meal. Which Perfect. is my go-to. That's even better. <laughs> That's great. I, so That's 15 minutes for I mean, chit-chat. It is really, this is my fast, like, and you just said come home from something. When my son comes home from soccer and I've just walked in the door with my daughter and I'm like, I got to get them fed and they got to get to homework. I have, um, I get uh, these grass-fed pre-made meatballs and I... Always, ha I usually have those in the freezer. So maybe I take, maybe I've taken them out in the morning. But sometimes if they're in the fridge, I take those and I just pour a jar of you know organic tomato sauce. sauce. I put them in the you know in the pan in the pot with them. Turn it on. It's like seven minutes maybe. I said five. I don't know. Maybe it's six, seven minutes. However many minutes. We'll I don't even. Ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay. Okay. So anyway, but then I all and then I always have. Um, I always have spinach in the mm. house, a big container of it, and I usually don't like to have the pre bagged but i i do for spinach i always have a big box of it actually because i add it to smoothies, smoothies. Yeah. and yeah it's my eggs, smoothies everything. and i make you know i make a healthy caesar for my son with it and anyway yeah we add it to eggs so anyway i'll just saute some of that and that obviously you know i mean mm -hmm. you can make that in what uh 30 40, seconds. 45 yeah. seconds so i'll have that and then if I have, you know, something already prepared, like leftover black rice or something, I'll just put that on the side. Or I'll sometimes just even give them that with, uh, I always, I usually have vegetables cut up. So crudite and then maybe put out some hummus as well. So there's a little something else on the Perfect. table. Yeah. That's great. Perfect. That's easy. That's See? it. That's my quick Ten minutes meal. or less. Bang. Yeah. There you've you got go. protein, vegetables, yeah. and the tomato sauce is great too, because you're going to get the, the lycopene from the, yep. from the cooked tomatoes, which is great. Perfect. That works. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us and, and for taking the time to help us navigate some of these challenges that we all face day to day. I mean, it's crazy if you think about it. There, there's just hundreds of food choices every single day. And that's what I think that's what makes it so overwhelming for so many people. Absolutely. They just like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. So I'm just going to do what's what's comfortable and I'll, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it later. But unfortunately, you know, we often don't deal with it when we need to. And later keeps that it's that can that that kind of gets kicked down the road. 
road all, yeah. all too far. And then you reach a point where, you know, you don't know where to turn. So if you don't know where to turn, certainly you can turn to, to Carrie's website, nutritiouslife.com. There's, it's a fantastic resource. There's great recipes there. You mentioned your, uh, your nut and seed bread. I saw one for oh, the perfect uh, low-sugar margarita, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, with oh, yeah. jalapeno. So, by the way, that was our eye. most, just so you know, <laughs> yeah. that was our most clicked yeah. on. <laughs> no surprise. No surprise. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure the nut and seed bread was the a close pasty. second. Yeah. But, the, but the this week, I have to say, it was funny. We actually were just going over that. Yep, most clicked on story this week. So well, It's the summer. We'll be making one this weekend, and <laughs> Me I'll too. let you know. Good. I will be right there with you. But, but there's, the a, there's a ton of great content there, recipes, Thanks. diet tips. As you said, the, the diet decoded, you know, the, the great perspective on yeah. things. We've done some of those here. And I think that's the thing. It's like just it, it's finding those resources that you can you can trust. And look, this is not about a complete overhaul. Like, don't try and tackle it all at once. Like you said, like, because so many people will set themselves up for defeat, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then it becomes deflated. It's like, oh, well, I, I cheated today. So this week's a wash. And I'll try something. I'll try paleo next week. It's like, no, you know what? It's like, step by step, meal by meal, snack by snack. And just, yep. you know, I, I think journaling is, is one of the easiest things that somebody can do when they, to help them find the answers or Help them realize that they don't have the answers and they can find a resource like yourself or hopefully eatthis.com yeah. to, to find some of those answers. The answers are out there, but you've got to know what the questions are first. Absolutely, yeah. Totally agree. Right? <laughs> no, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. This fun was so fun. Love chatting with both of you. Yeah, you'll have to come back another and, time. Aside from nutritiouslife.com, where else can, can they find you? Instagram, Facebook? Um, Instagram, Nutritious Life Official, Facebook, Nutritious, Carrie Glassman, Nutritious Life. Yeah. Love right. it. There you have it. Well, hopefully we answered some of your uh, long, unanswered nutrition questions today. If anything, we've given you another great resource to go check out. And until next time, I'm John Hammond. And I'm Megan Murphy. Be sure to keep letting us know what food thoughts are on your mind so we can help tackle them here as we help you eat this, not that.